Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery is a new age beverage company revolutionising the way we look at having a night out with friends. They make sophisticated, non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. Now you can enjoy a good time, love what you drink and love yourself the next day too. Stay high in spirits, keep a clear mind. Cheers to Monday. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm joined by the glorious Tara McCarthy. Hey Tara, how are you going? Hi Danny, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. So Tara was one of the participants in my January three-month alcohol challenge. And I wanted to get you on because firstly, just to, you know, so people can get an idea of what it's like in the early early stages of sobriety. I think it's really helpful to people. But also I just found your, you know, your energy in the group just really awesome. And I just, you know, I just thought you'd have a lot to offer. So yeah, thank you again. So <laughs> tell me about, tell the listeners about your journey with alcohol and where it started and when it got a bit gnarly. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Danny. Um, I've listened to all of your podcasts. So I think reflecting back, my story is just not that much different from the average Australian, you know, 80s girl growing up in a, a rural regional area. Where was your um, rural regional, regional area? So I was born in Taree, but I grew up in a very small village called Elands in New wow. South Wales. And then I've, I've travelled extensively through and lived throughout Australia and overseas and then back in Australia again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I grew up in uh, mid-north coast New South Wales, so beautiful, right. beautiful part of the world. Mm. And, um, you know, as it is in, in regional New South Wales, when you were kids, we, we drank a lot for our parties 
uh, was just a pretty standard part of our life. Um, I was I was thinking back to, yeah, drinking in my early days and when I had my first drink and it was weird because I was probably like 11 or 12. I wasn't in high school yet because I remember my mum had gone down the road to pick up my sisters from the school bus uh, and I was left at home with my brother and for some reason, I don't even remember why, but for some reason I actually opened the fridge and sculled about a litre of wine <gasps> from the fridge. And so by the time that she'd driven down to get them from the bus and come back, I was out the front spewing my guts <gasps> up and she was praying for me and being like, oh, Jesus, help Tara recover. And I'm like, don't pray for me, I'm drunk. <laughs> Shit. And then, yeah, and then I don't know what happened after that, but just the normal stuff in high school, going to parties. Hang on, and... you have to stop. You have to stop. I need to ask questions about that. So firstly, <laughs> like normally when you first taste, especially wine, like it's really gross, like really repulsive. So how did 11-year-old you or 12-year-old you get past the taste? It, it was a skull fest. It wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> sipping it. I remember, I, I even remember the cup really well. It was this plastic cup though it's about 250 mil um cup and I just drank four of them and I wasn't sipping it like a lady I was I was drowning myself in some wine oh my god Um, I've never heard anything like this so yeah it's yeah it's that's why I said it's it's really weird and I was like I, I think about it often well not often but I guess during the periods of time when I've been contemplating my relationship with alcohol I reflect back to that time and I've said to my mom and my sisters, like, wasn't that weird, guys? Like, remember when you you came home and I was drunk and I was like 11? Like, what did you guys think about that? And, yeah, I think it was just one of those things where everyone was like, oh, yeah, that was weird, and off we go with our life. Oh, my God. So, wow, that's just so incredible. And what was what was driving you? Oh, you can't remember. No idea. I remember being at the fridge. I remember the cup. I remember drinking it. I remember being really sick. Like within, I don't know, 10 minutes, I was I was vomiting and um, by the fence. I remember the whole thing. I just, but I don't remember what drove me to do that. I don't remember mm. what my thought pattern was or, or what made me think that was going to be a great idea. <laughs> um, did you get in trouble after she finished praying? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, I think that's less than enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and it was for a short amount of time. But I did. Yeah, I did. I loved drinking um, from a pretty <laughs> early age. I loved it. It was great. I was like, ooh, you know, I was a pretty anxious kid. And I was able to be a, a lot more confident. So, you know, just, yeah, drinking as a teenager, normal party stuff, cracking around the bottles of Jack Daniels and Coke and um, that spumante that we used to drink. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, terrible stuff. And then I guess that just, I guess, progressed into what was like what I considered normal drinking throughout my adult life. And that normal drinking was based on the people I chose to hang around who also drank normally like me, which was a lot, a lot of binge drinking, um, a lot of excessive drinking, And, you know, I guess, you know, I'm 42 now, so there's a long history. So from 15 to 42, there's a long history of, you know, life and all the things that happen in your life and 
um, and the drinking that goes along with that. But I, I view it as in ebbs and flows. I would kind of scale it up and turn it up at some points in my life and it'd be like all like, whoa, yeah, party. And then other times I think I would see I was getting close to something dangerous and I go, oh, okay, and I kind of scale it back and it points, um, you know, I'd, I'd given up drinking. I joined the church for a few years and um, gave up drinking during that period of my life and then um, had some dramas at another time where I just acted like a complete der brain and so backed off completely and had a few years off alcohol um, as well. And then, yeah, I guess found myself at 42, just like drowning myself in wine most days, being like, oh, is this it? So, yeah, I, I think a pretty normal journey with alcohol that was definitely always around. People I hung out with always drank, um, loved wines, loved shots, um, and was the real party girl, loved Loved being the party girl. Yeah, I think that's a really common thing, particularly with the the binge drinkers and a lot of people I speak to, including myself, just like identifying as that party girl. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Taking it back to when you started and, and in those teen years as well, like what was it doing for you? And you said that it gave you confidence. Did yeah. you feel you were lacking confidence before? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not something I realised at the time. Yeah. But I was really socially anxious and it surprises a lot of people because I present as entirely confident and people, when I say I have a lot of anxiety, people are like, "Mm, really? I don't think you do. But looking back in large groups, I really struggled. I didn't know my place in a large group. I remember being at events and just being like, oh, I'm just going to hide under this table so I don't have to deal with it and trying to, um, I guess, get into larger groups, like walking into a party. Like I, I remember it just being such turmoil um, mm. and not knowing what to do, not knowing who to speak to. How, what am I meant to be talking about at this party? Do I talk to this person? It was really overwhelming for me on reflection. I can see that on reflection. And so some alcohol just took all of that away and it removed me from being really present and just made me the party girl and just being like, ah, doesn't matter I don't have to overthink my role in this place and yeah allowed me to feel like I was really connecting with people uh, in a in a better way or in a in a more real way I mean reflecting back now as well I'm like I wasn't connecting with anyone I was just drunk Um, but it made me feel like I was part of the crew made me feel like I I was I was having a good time and I and I could be present and be there with everyone I think so many people think that and I used to think that myself too is like oh well how the hell am I going to connect with people if Mm -hmm. I'm not drinking Mm -hmm. and it's funny that you know a few months in a few months down the track actually you realize that I actually connect so much better and I say this all the time in the podcast but when did you realize or have you had that realization yet that you can actually connect more authentically with people yeah yeah that has been a massive realization and I think when I look back on those times when I wasn't drinking they were really the highlights of my life. They were the better times that I had in my life. And I look back and go, wow, that's because I was being authentically me, which is not a party girl at all. Like I'm such an introvert and I just love staying at home and being quiet and and small groups. So, um, but when I have now in, because I think I just checked, I'm 128 days without having had a drink um, well done thank you yeah thanks I mean thank you um definitely 
And in and in the times that I've gone out and ha- I've had a really good time. Um, I remember the first night I went to was a girls' dinner, a work girls' dinner, and we went to Long Grain in Melbourne, fantastic restaurant. And it was just after COVID, so we hadn't really caught up with anyone. And it was fantastic. We had the best laughs. I laughed until I cried and we just got along so well and I just didn't even have one drop of alcohol. And I was I was present enough to be quiet when I needed to be so that the introverted people could speak or the more quiet people at the table could speak. And then I could speak when it was my turn. And so, you know, at that dinner, I found more connection um, just at, at, at weddings, uh, whatever those events are. It's, it's not the high highs, but it's just very real. And I'm doing things that I'm really comfortable with and, and don't look back and feel any regrets or think, oh, I didn't really give that person enough time. I was so busy blabbing at them that I didn't really ask them how they were. And so not drinking, I feel for me, has has made those connections much more real and I'm really present and just taking in what is actually going on at the time. And, you know, one of the things I think about is when, when you drink, you think all this stuff's happening, but an event is the same whether you're drinking or not. The things that are happening, the music that's playing, the people that you're around, the the actual things that are occurring are no different. The only difference is that you're not affected by alcohol. So I'm like, oh, well, then what's the difference, right? There's, yeah. no, there's no real difference. And there's just for me personally, it's been, it's been great to find those connections and, and find some quietness within me to appreciate those times as well. It's not just the, absolutely, I agree. And it's not just the connection with other people. What I'm realizing more and more, it's the connection back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And reconnecting with that part of ourselves that we've just, we tend to lose sight of. And, you know, I think we lose, start to lose sight of that as children, as kids, you know, with that, with, you know, being parented, I guess. No, don't think that way. Don't do that. Don't do this, Mm -hmm. which is all, you know, I guess fair enough, but that's just a little a little moment that we break away from ourselves and the more and more that happens then we get into teenagehood we get offered alcohol boom now I'm feeling a bit more whole or complete or confident oh this must be the real me but it's Mm. not Mm. and then as that wears away at you decades and decades later when that's not working and that band-aid's not working anymore it's like oh shit righto and then you take the band-aid away the alcohol away and then it's like who am I yeah, it's actually quite a, a big ass journey. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> but is it's the, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, who actually am I? It's so yeah, it's amazing. And do you still have the social anxiety now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I do. Um, I I still have anxiety, and I still have social anxiety. But I mean, the massive massive benefit that I have gained through not drinking is a complete reduction in my anxiety by the end of 2020 I was honestly I felt like on the edge of a bit of a breakdown I was really strung out I was really had a lot of anxiety across for work social life just everything it was just felt like I was in this kind of bubble of 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 drinking and then anxiety and then trying to find some peace and so drinking some more and then Mm. and then this really overwhelming anxiety and that has really 
reduced to such a manageable amount and an amount where I can go now, you know, oh, yes, I'm feeling anxious now and that's okay because you're about to go and present to a room full of strangers. So that's completely normal. You can feel okay with that anxiety or you're going into this wedding and you feel anxious and that's okay. Just look for opportunities to smile at people Um, think about what yummy food you're going to eat, think about this beautiful ceremony that you're about to be part of, see if you can get some cool photos for them that they can have the next day. So just really acknowledging that I do still have anxiety, but really being present to to know it. For so long, I didn't even know I had anxiety. Like I had no idea. And so just to even know it is like being able to go, yep, okay, I have anxiety and that's what happens then. And if I just go, yep, it'll be okay. And it's so much more manageable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just having some awareness around what's going on internally. And that's part of connecting back to yourself is going, oh, wow, there's that feeling. And rather than covering it up and that, you know, causing distress within yourself and causing anxiety, you know, it can actually manifest itself physically as well. Just to be aware and like Jeannie, my friend, the therapist mm. said, I think it was last week or the week before, week before. to name it is to tame it. I yes. just thought that was absolutely brilliant. I love that because it's so true. Name it and be aware of it. And then we can kind of, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to disappear completely, but we can kind of rein it in a bit or just be aware and even start some practices towards okay, we're going to work on this and yeah. Yeah. And I did that on Friday. I was driving in the car, going to a presentation and feeling that like bit of sense of overwhelm come. And so I just was like, yeah, okay. You feel anxious. That's okay. You know, that's normal. And it, you know, it was, it was remarkable. I felt so much better after that by going, oh yeah, it's okay. It's all right. If you feel like that. Yeah. Focus on the feeling. Um, I just did this Gabor Mate course over the last two weekends and he talks about you know noticing that feeling where it is in your body and it's something I've actually already did anyway myself but to then really focus on it and focus on it some more you know and really be aware of it and see if just by simply focusing on it if it diminishes at all and sometimes just the sheer focusing on it did you do your double up breaths I did I can feel. Yeah, it's one thing we talk about. All the the, things kicked in in the challenge. That was really early on, isn't it? About doing the double up breath. So uh, that's just in for four and out for eight, or whatever's comfortable for you. But that can just really slow the nervous system down and get you out of that fight or flight. Um, Yeah, and I found myself pulling on that tool quite often when it's been a bit of overwhelm happening in there. The breath, just working through that, and it's been really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I think just some breath work, just a little bit of mindfulness of breath work can just pull you back. Good on you. How many days did you say it was? 128. 128. So So it's just over four months. Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh my God, it's only two more months to a half a year. So So awesome. And did you think, like, did you ever think you'd be able to go that long and enjoy the process? Yeah, I did. To be honest, I was really, I was really wanting to, do that and felt like it was now was the right time and I could envision myself going a full year and I think this time around that really helped I had tried to do the same thing last year at the start of 2020 and was prepped for it and I told everyone I'm going to do the year without alcohol I was starting on February though so for Feb fast so starting um, in February and it just 
it just didn't really get it work. I had had joined a group, but it wasn't an Australian group. So I didn't really feel connected into it. I don't think mentally I was, I was really prepared. I said I was going to do it, but there was a, there was a feeling of lacking and I was feeling like I was missing out. That FOMO was like really there. And I remember like walking down the road being like, yeah, my life's so bad and I can't drink and I'm so boring. And I was like in this puddle of self-pity. So, you know, not surprisingly when it came around to my birthday and we're in lockdown, I was just like, oh yeah, I need some wine and, you know, I will just have some drinks today and we won't worry about it. And it just continued onwards. This year um, I went into it, I think, with a different mindset and that was just to really go the full year. I'd spoken to my partner about it at length and said, I really want to do this year. And I think the anxiety had got to that point where I just really knew I needed to do something. And so it's been easy, to be honest. I, I often think back to Ash's saying of, you know, if you think it's going to be easy, it is easy or says something like that. So, mm-hmm. and I often think to that to think, you know, if I procrastinate about it and malinger and, and have self-pity and think, oh, it's so hard, then it probably will be. So I've taken what he says and just be like, yeah, it's easy. You know, there have been a few moments which are challenging because they're new and I haven't navigated them before. But, you know, looking back now, they were, they were pretty easy. Then it's not like life-threatening, like, it's not like insurmountable mountains to climb but but that's with the hindsight of looking at it with a positive mindset so and I think that makes a big difference if you look at if you if your mindset isn't really there it will be really hard and it will be really challenging so I don't want to take away from people who find it challenging because it is challenging Mm. if you're not quite in that right mindset mindset yet you know some of the things that that I that I've gained in this year was a cool group of new friends so mm-hmm. as you said I I joined the the three month challenge with the view that it was going to be 12 months and I just love the support and the journey that all of that group the ladies and um the man <laughs> uh, that we had um and just hearing everyone's different perspective and people's just different lives like I'm always yeah. blown away by what's happening in other people's lives it was really great to see that camaraderie between everyone I just thought it was exactly what I'd sort of hoped for and then ended up and more you know especially it was a little bit um slow to start I think you know everyone's yeah. a bit kind of tentative and then by the end of it everyone's just sharing all their stuff and but in a really positive way which was gorgeous and real friendships were formed yeah and real learnings I think when people are really honest you can really learn from what they have gone through and really connect with what what's happening and I guess apply your support to them and how that might um, apply for you so that and that's helped in that mindset of I did speak to you about it and, and, and I don't raise this through shame or anything like that but I think Part of it is being really strong together that we're not going to cave because as a as a group, we're all going to get through it together. And there's a few people who had a few little mess, mess ups and those sorts of things, but it was a strong overall committed group to achieving for the three months, which I really wanted. I'd been in other groups where people were just, going back to drinking on day two, three, 10, 20, and everyone was just drinking and it was really hard. You were, And the mindset thought of that was 
in 2020, well, if they're all relapsing and it's okay for them, you know, maybe it's okay for me. Yeah. And and I didn't want to, I not that I didn't want to see people relapse, but I was I was impressed that when people did, they were just really strong to be like, that was a, a really quick mistake and I'm not going to do that again and I'm moving forward. And and that's what I found out of the group and we're all in it together. So that was that was fantastic. And and I think also too they'd really expressed what they'd learned and we put in a, a, a rule fairly early that if there was going to be a relapse, they had to talk to me about it first before it was announced on the, the Facebook group. Um, only not mainly just because we wanted to word, word it in a way because I didn't want that same thing where everyone, if anyone falls off. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Then they, someone else feels like, well, they've done it. So now I feel permission. So I'd say to anyone that's thinking of joining my July challenge, really, first and foremost, we want to have people that are committed to at least three months and really strong in that commitment. I want like a hundred percent commitment, mainly to not just for yourself, but for the other people, for the sake of the others in the group. Because I think if one person's strong, it just helps another one be strong. And then if someone's wobbly, People can come in and say, come on, you've got this, let's help out. Or I loved if someone had a wedding coming up or something mm. like that. We all got in behind them and said, yeah, but you've got this. You know, it was really awesome. So whilst I wouldn't kick anyone out of the group, of course, like it's, mm. it's you know, all support, but um, I think just not not going in there thinking, oh, it'll be okay to have a relapse. You know, you do the best you can and um, and then report back if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not. But- and everyone's on a different journey and I will never want to shame anyone for their no, own personal journey. Never. And um, that three months is really, I think getting to that three-month period is really important for me. That that's the that was the hardest part, like negotiating through, you know, a bit of physical cravings. I'm still like I should mainlining sugar, you know, every um, <laughs> half an hour I have a jelly lolly and, you know, I haven't quite got past that. But, I, but nor do I care too much about um, still being a bit of a sugar fiend, but it really puts a lot of distance from that last drink between yourself and that and those cravings. So I think really committing to the three months is is important and gives yourself your physical and your mental space to be able to really reap some of those benefits because two or three weeks you're not really getting the benefits. Three months you're really starting to see you know the glowing skin and the clear eyes and and the and the mind being calm so yeah definitely um those three months was was awesome within the the challenge we work a lot on changing the mindset and really trying to reframe and i think people really 
the people that really got into that and got into the the work they were really successful and mm. um yeah mm. you could you could see the difference in people yeah and calling it out i think we try to we have this internal dialogue that we don't necessarily share with everyone which is you know you call her the wine witch or or whatever though that thing is but it's the it's the voice inside which may be persuasive and for me this time it was being really honest when I was hearing a persuasive voice that was saying oh you're on holidays in Geelong now would be a great time just to have a little drink no one will ever know and I put and me and other people were putting it out there when we were hearing that persuasive voice or or feeling a bit triggered just putting it out there to say hey I'm feeling a bit triggered it's not great and sometimes that just you know takes the sting out of it and people can jump on and love you and you're like oh yeah cool I can do this and I I can um you know get through it and sometimes speaking it aloud takes away the power of that persuasive voice so um that was that was really helpful as well yes and I just think like you say just being loved by everyone not judged Mm. no one's there to shame or judge anyone and that would just be shut down completely if that was going to happen but it's just about being a supportive positive network and just embracing everyone you know for as they are and just yeah speak your truth yeah yeah Yeah. so some of the other things that have really come out as being for me the real success factors is my relationship so Mm. I have have a great relationship my partner you know, I feel like I won the lottery. He is amazing, the most supportive, loving, beautiful man I've ever met in my entire life. I cannot believe I managed to snag him. <laughs> um, and we we had a great relationship. We did. But my drinking was causing some friction and some he was losing some confidence in me because the things that I was doing when I was drinking didn't align with the values that I live by day by day. And so for him, he's a Cancerian, so a really deep thinker. I'm Aries, so I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, that happened, whatever, off I go. Ah, same. Yeah, but he would be like, oh, whoa, you said that. And I'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. But he would really think about it and and he would start to kind of think, well, this is Tara when she's drinking and this is Tara when she's sober and, you know, who is you know, is that the real Tara, that that bitch who comes out, is mean and nasty and mm. does stupid things? Is that really her? And so that, of all things, is was the most important thing for me is I, I would never want to lose that relationship that I have with him or, or damage that or damage his confidence in me because he's so gentle and sensitive and I'm not at all. I'm like Teflon. Um, so I, so it was important that he, that I put alcohol aside so he could see that, you know, that our relationship was the most important thing. And, and it's been amazing, you know, it's, our relationship has really grown. And we, ch- I, I said to him on the weekend, you know, Danny's invited me to do the podcast. Is that okay with you? What do you think? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Um, and we started to talk about, you know, what do you think? I, I, how is is our relationship better because we were drinking buddies as well we love to drink together and go out and we always had a good time but he's just got a different vibe to drinking than me he's you know he gets a bit pissy but it's always within normal ranges and he's always nice and consistent he doesn't have you know this weird bad bitch that comes out when he's drinking Mm -hmm. so but we both agreed 
our relationship has been better, more consistent, more real and more honest since I have given up drinking and and it's been more centered and more fun like we we still have a really great amount of fun um we have we we laugh a lot together and I think we've had more authentic laughter as well because I'm not plagued by either being drunk or the anxiety post drinking that I'm just a much more relaxed version of myself all around so mm-hmm. from a relationship perspective you know and just for anyone who might be considering what it does to your sex life, it just gets better. Yeah, I'd um, say I can sober. say the same for that. <laughs> yeah, like way it's actually better. more time for sex. <laughs> Probably and it's like all the feels as well. Yeah, yeah, all the feels. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It's a more connected. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that yeah. is because there's all the feels, but I find it's definitely yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, way more connected and way more sincere and. You know, there's no there's no buffer. So that has been that's been great. And personal goals, like I had some goals that I wanted to achieve this year around career, and that's just it's just on the up and up because anxiety is not holding me back from being yeah. confident in the workplace because my career was suffering from my drinking, to be honest, and yeah. Yeah. and it was suffering because I was losing confidence through my anxiety. Sorry, my little puppy's like having a little bark at me. That's I've been able to hear mine. Like, you could probably hear Reggie through the last few podcasts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's walk time. Yeah, so career has been really great. I found a lot of growth um, in my career. And um, I was also worried about being bored, but I found there was some just some stuff I wanted to achieve, like keeping a more clean house. That was important to me. And, you know, I'm dusting these days, which I'm really happy <laughs> about. Um, and, I've, and I've taken up watercolour painting and I am a terrible painter, but I really enjoy slapping some watercolour around on a piece of paper. So I've been doing some online courses and just applying some time yeah, isn't that fun? And so many people do find that creativity, like that's that they might not have realised they had before because they didn't have the mental space for it. So Lyndall as well, she started painting and, oh, you know, gosh. she loves it. And I just posted about Scotty who was in my original oh, quick read. Yeah, he's, he's these, mandala. Oh, my God, these oh, mandalas that he's yeah. going to be doing a, um, well, actually, I'm going to just quickly read this out because he sent me through something the other day saying he's got a exhibition coming exhibition. up. Oh, they are just ama- I cannot Stop. believe he draws them freehand. They are unbelievable. And he didn't even know that he had the minimum. So if anyone is wondering what, we're talk- what the hell we're talking about right now, if you go to my Instagram or just go to Scott, I think it's just Scott Owen, and look at our friend Scotty, who's the bass pairing of player of the living end so obviously is already quite creative but that was in a musical sense so to actually yeah tap into this incredible drawings that he does anyway it's um so scott owens exhibition is 28th of june to the 12th of july and it's at a little gallery in richmond called pom is that how you say it? p-o-m-e mm, pom is that how you say it? yeah anyway richmond and in melbourne yeah richmond melbourne and oh. he'll exhibit around 12 or so pieces and um, yeah, so that's super exciting for him. Yeah, it's amazing what you, I can't say I've ever started, I didn't start drawing, that's for sure. I don't have it in me. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I get, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It opens well, you up. Yeah, drawing, well, painting and, you know, going back and being really consistent at the gym. So we, I've, I've kind of been on and off 
gym life person for a while. And yeah, the hangovers were killing me. So I wasn't being really consistent with gym and, you know, I'm never going to win any CrossFit challenges, but I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy the vibe. I enjoy getting a sweat up and looking like a tomato. And so being consistent back with that has been, been really great. And I think finally the last really important game was just some really perception and understanding of who I am and that I'm not the party girl, that I'm an introvert, that I have some anxiety, that I have, I'm a really loyal friend and I like small groups and I prefer Mm -hmm. to sit down with two people than go to a party with 300 people. And, and, and that I feel okay with that. I feel okay with Tara just as she is just what she has to offer from a sober perspective, just as I am, I'm okay. And, and I don't have to pretend to be a party girl or anything because you just can, you can just be yourself. I think just ripping off that label and just realizing that. And I remember having that realization myself, whereas at first, and I've seen in different situations where I I try and act, you know, come on, let's get the party started. But then I, I reflect on that and think, no, that's not, really me and I'm exactly the same and I think so many of us actually are Ash and I were having this conversation on the phone the other day where we both said and it's funny you wouldn't think Ash or I were actually quite shy people Mm. but we are Mm. and we are introverted probably yeah but to mask that you know we drink and there we go again we're not in line with our values we're not living up to our authentic selves so and and can I just add there Danny because I also don't want people to think that now I've turned into some sort of knitting granny spinster who's like <laughs> full of cobwebs and dust. Like saying I'm not the party girl doesn't mean I don't go to a party and have a great time. Like I went to a wedding the other day. I danced like crazy. I had the best time. I But I didn't have to push anything. I just went yeah. with what was completely natural. Still fun, but fun that you know that you're doing that you don't regret the next day doesn't give you any anxiety and you don't have to apologize for totally did you get any pushback from your friends um only a tiny amount so just yeah just a tiny amount one person's kind of like "Mm, boring and I'm like oh come on hun you know I'm cool it's all great yeah so I and I also know that it's that this kind of journey is not for everyone like the jumping off the alcohol alcohol bandwagon is not people are perplexed by it and they're unsure of what it means and um, I'm sure most people assume I'm either pregnant or an alcoholic and and that's okay as well like I don't need to tell people the what and the why and what's happening for me I'm just you know it's it's this is just right for me so there's been a little bit of pushback but on the on the whole, um, most people have just been really supportive and just been like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever, next. Um, and the the people close to me that knew how alcohol changed me or how it made me feel or, or the kind of impacts that it was having on my life are just a hundred percent supportive and they're full thumbs up saying that's the right decision for you now. Drinking wasn't a healthy thing for you right now. And, you know, that's that's the good decision. That's awesome. It's so nice to have that support. It's so great. Yeah. Um, what did you say to people in their early days? Uh, it's pretty easy because I'm a bit of a challenge fiend. So I'm always got concocting some ridiculous challenge that I'm on. I'm, 
you know, Feb fast or I'm doing the no sugar challenge or I'm doing the, you know, no no red jelly beans for a year, whatever it is. So it's pretty easy to just be like, oh, my next challenge that I'm pursuing <laughs> is a year without alcohol. I'm doing 365 days alcohol free. And people would be like, wow, what? I'm like, yes, this is this year's challenge. And that was it. I just said it was a challenge and um, not too many people were like, oh, but why? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. Most people have just, and, and and to be honest, that's kind of what it is. It's just the challenge. Um, and just remove myself from it and and from that has realized all these fantastic benefits and how much um, how much of real life I'm I want to enjoy so you know people aren't nearly as concerned as we think they are that's so true do you have any regrets about not drinking no not at all only And look, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, no regrets because I've learned what I learned. But to be honest, I I regret having drank for so long. There were periods Mm. in my life where I didn't drink and, you know, I I wish, not that I wish, but I guess I would be interested to see where my life would have ended up had I been making decisions with a sober mind rather than, you know, and not that I was like full drunk all the time. Like I was a pretty good decision maker. I've done some cool stuff in my life and it achieved a lot, but I just wonder how much further I could have pushed that or stretched that. Like I wonder financially, how, how would I be sitting, you know, if I had have not been drinking for the past 10 years, what that would have looked like, you know, it might've translated into a cupboard full of shoes. And so no better off financially. And maybe I wouldn't have met Andrew, my partner, because that transition of life, gets you to where you are now but one thing I I listened I read on one of the groups and I can't remember if it was how I quit alcohol one of the other groups I was on and it was someone who was in their 50s that said I wish I had have done it when I was 40 mm-hmm. and I'm 40 now and I thought I and, and I only say this because you can't take anything back but if you're 20 or 30 or 40 and thinking about it then there's no losses in that decision. You lose nothing from from deciding not to drink um, at at any age. And so don't don't feel like you have to wait till you're an old hag like me to make the decision. (laughs) You can make the decision whenever is is best for you. And an alcohol-free life is really a life of, you know, a freedom and confidence and just an eyes wide open you know, present life. And I really encourage anyone who's considering it to just, just jump in. There's just so much we can, we can have and so much more we can bring to our life. um, If we just take away any of those things, so, you know, those addictions, whether it's alcohol or who knows what people, um, food, drink, tea, coffee, red jelly beans, whatever it is, you know, if we're able to be present and put aside, you know, that, whatever it is, I, I think there's so much strength in that. And, yeah. yeah. That's so well said. God, could have said it better myself. In fact, I think that's <laughs> so no regrets, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. mean, just, you know, jump in as soon as you can <laughs> jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just going back to your younger self, going back to teenage Tara, what advice would you give her now? Oh, you know, I really feel for teenage Tara and one day I'll kind of, go back and try and work out what that is. But I think it's just like you're enough. 
you're okay, kid. You might be like a dorky country kid and you don't know how to do your hair or you don't have any dress sense and and it doesn't matter. You're just okay just as you are. So just be peaceful and, you know, you've got your really close friends and they that's all that matters. You don't have to be the party girl. Stick with your close friends and and you'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're amazing. You're such a great inspiration and you're just fantastic. And I'm so honoured to have you on here and just to know you. And I'm just so stoked that you joined the challenge. Um, oh, thanks, Daddy. Did. Honestly, after listening to all of the wise and really impressive guests that you have on this podcast, then I feel like a little bit of a um, <laughs> like a little bit of an amateur. But I'm I'm really happy to share my story. You know, I know it's not exciting. It probably it is a pretty dull story, but it, you know, it's my story. And if, you know, someone listens to this and finds that they can connect to that and is considering, you know, living um, alcohol free, then I'm happy to, happy to share that experience. And, and the experience of doing um, Danny's how I quit alcohol challenge. I encourage anyone, you know, it's, it's just such a great opportunity to connect locally. Like, like when I say locally, I mean, within Australia, with other people who are going through the same things and you'll find so many wonderful connections. So if you are considering it, then just jump on board. You will not regret connecting in with this, um, with Danny and what she has to share and teach. So um, thank you, Danny. It's been, uh, it's been amazing. It's been life-changing for me. Oh, well, thanks mate. And I didn't even pay her to say that. (laughs) Next challenge free. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all true. It's all true. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I'd just like to say that if anyone is thinking about joining, and I've had quite a few messages lately from people that are saying, I'm five months sober or I'm eight months sober, can I still join the challenge? And I'd say absolutely yes, because Mm. what we do, we work so much on changing the mindset and work so much on cultivating self-love and deepening your connection to yourself and to other people, the group dynamic. And I think even Lyndall, she's still active in her AA, and she had just, she'd relapsed, but she was still five months sober, I think, when the challenge started. And she just got heaps out of it as well. So I think she learned different things than what she'd learned from AA. And it doesn't matter where you are in your journey, you might be 20 years sober and mm. want to jump in and, and connect with people and share as well. Like Lyndall shared a lot of great wisdom as well. She was, I'm just so glad that she joined as well because she was a great support to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Lyndall is amazing. I'm a big fan girl of Lyndall. And yeah. she did bring a really experienced element to it. And I think a lot of us were like, yeah, Lyndall, Lyndall has really been through the trenches and she can really share a lot of truths that we, you know, you don't have to go through that yourself. You can share for you can learn from her experience. So she's an absolute legend and and bringing some uh I guess time in in the trenches if someone wants to join and they're eight months sober yeah you can bring some experience to those who are who are fledgling they're just kind of starting out and maybe unsure of what's going to happen Mm. but also there's also all the other things like learning you know the the breathing learning the journaling like getting the beautiful journal there's just so many things um Mm. that that come out of it that are not necessarily just applicable to giving up alcohol. It's just about life and how to make life better. The whole thing for me is that it's not just about ripping off the bandaid and taking out the alcohol. It's working, you know, whole mind, body, soul connection and 
Yeah, I don't just really connect with yourself. That's the main thing. So that's what we sort of try and work for. And then, of course, the reframing and changing the way that we look at alcohol and realizing it's not our friend, realizing that it's not serving us, and also that you're giving yourself something, that you're not actually losing something. You're giving yourself a great gift. So that's really what we kind of work towards. So, yeah. 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 Not losing anything, everything to gain. Yeah. Um, Tara, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, you said it's, it wasn't exciting, but it's, it's actually everyone's story. So many people's story, that story. So thank you for sharing. I'm the everyman. <laughs> My pleasure, Danny. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Tara. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.